Yes, welcome to the war. Let's pray. Father God, there's a war going on, and you know all about it. Hallelujah. You've already won the victory. The battles belong to you, Lord God, and you've called us to rest and rejoice and receive the revelation of your love and your finished and final work. So we pray today that you would deliver us from evil, deliver us from the evil one who has set up traps and ensnarements uh, and and, uh, tried to corral us contain us and destroy us, Lord God, that you would deliver us from his grip through the breakthroughs that you have planned in our lives. Lord, help us not to grow weary in well-doing. You said you will reap in due season if you do not faint. You said, Lord Jesus, even yourself, that you had to endure the cross that was set before you, endured the shame, endured the, 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 the difficulties, the pain, the death, in order to break through onto the other side, into the fullness of resurrection and newness of life, and bring us with you. So we thank you now for these um, battles that only set up opportunities for breakthroughs, and that you encourage the people's heart today who are stuck um, in some entrapment, and that you'll bring forth hope and encouragement. Lord, we thank you for your wisdom today, that the people here will have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive that revelation, that wisdom, and that the testimony of Jesus Christ and the power of his word are true, and bring forth freedom and truth and deliverance. So help us not to get distracted by what's going on all around us, what's going on even inside of us, but let us hear and know and stand in your holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, there's an interesting concept that we're talking about today, and it's called breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Breakthroughs. And we realize that our God, our Lord, Jesus Christ, our mighty God, is the master of breakthroughs. Now, what exactly is a breakthrough? Dictionary definition says a breakthrough is an act, result, or place of breaking through against resistance, mm-hmm. as in warfare. And, of course, we are in warfare, but there is resistance. There's resistance that might hold things back for quite a while. But then there's a time come that comes where there is a breakthrough. Where there's a turning of events. Where there is a mm-hmm. turning of events. Mm-hmm. And not only the turning of events, but after after that breakthrough, there's a whole different situation. Yeah. There's a whole different... The air is cleared. The, the storm is, is cleared. passed. Yeah. There, it's, it's like the a new day. fresh. It's yeah. a new day in a lot of ways. And where we get this is uh, today is from First Chronicles chapter 14, verse 8. It says, now the Philistine, when the Philistines that, uh, heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, okay, all the Philistines went up to search for David. So the enemy is coming after the anointed one. And David heard of it and went out against them. Now, there's a parallel passage in Second Samuel chapter 5 that says David went into the stronghold. He went to the stronghold first. He talked to the Lord about it. And then he went out against them. He just didn't hide. He went to the stronghold, got word from God, went out Mm -hmm. after them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim, which means the valley of giants. 
Mm, interesting. The Valley of Giants. Are we They're facing some giants today? Yeah. Are you facing some giants in your life today? And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? He said, What, what shall I do? Shall what, I go up against the giants? Should I go up against the, these enemies of the Lord? These were these Philistines, they were pagans. They worshiped, uh, they worshiped fish. One of their big gods was the fish god. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, will you deliver them into my hand? Shall I do it? And if I do it, should I go against him? I don't want to go against him and just fail. Yeah. I want to go against him. If you, if I go against him, will you deliver them into will my hand? Will you go with me? Yeah. And yeah. the Lord said to him, go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal Perazim, and we'll find out the meaning of that name in just a moment. And David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Parazim, and, which means the master of breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. And then they left their gods there. The Philistines left their gods there. And David gave a commandment and they were burned with fire. Now, that is really a turn of events when you are being, wow. uh, you're in enemy territory, giant territory. And you're just, David, basically, at this point, I'm sure he, he had already killed Goliath, I believe. Oh, yes. certainly, yeah, yeah. Certainly. And so um, they're, you know, you're, they're still in the memory, though, of the trauma of realizing these are giants. We're not giants. These guys have been here a long time. Um, and then David had the courage to ask God, can I, will you, do you want me to go up against them? And I think we need to, this might be a first question we would ponder if we are considering that we're surrounded, and I believe many of us are surrounded. And it's not, it might not look like, uh, you know, giants. It might look like witchcraft. It might look like uh, rejection. It might look like anything. But in, when God brings the, the go-ahead, it's time to go ahead. So the, the Philistines, in this case, the enemies of God, enemies of God's people, heard that David had been anointed king. Now, God has anointed his people. Right. You belong to Jesus. You are his part of his anointed army. You're his blessed ones. You're his chosen ones. You're his called ones. You're his empowered. We're mm-hmm. part of his empowered ones. And so the enemy knows that there's an anointing. There's the presence of the Holy Spirit. There's Favor. a calling upon us. There's mm-hmm. an authority there. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come against us every which way. Mm-hmm. And uh, But David you know, we need to come to the place that being in the stronghold that David went to, um, God is our refuge and strength, a a very very present present help in time of trouble. He's our strong tower. The name of the Lord is Mm -hmm. a strong tower. The The righteous righteous run to it and are safe. safe. But he just didn't hide out there. He went to the Lord and said, show me. Take some action. What am I supposed to do? Am I, if I go out, should I go out? Number one. And if against them, and, or and should I two, wait? If yeah. I go out against them, will you defeat them? God says, go out because I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, there he goes. So he knew that David knew that he knew that he was uh, directed by the Lord to go do this. So he was confident in that. Again, 
And it's that confidence that he had the first time, too, when he knew that he had been anointed by God to be king. So when he went up against Goliath the first time, he knew he wasn't going to die because if he died, he wouldn't get to be king. So he was very confident in the Lord's promise. And I think this is where we get the strength to ask God, uh, to allow God to use us, because God uses people all the time to be his hands and his feet to be his contact point on earth. You know, he used Noah to build an ark. He used Moses to lead the people out of Israel or out of Egypt. He used Jesus. He used John the Baptist. He always, you know, he has to, he wants to, he must, you know, interact with human beings through human beings. And so don't be thinking you are nothing and you have nothing to offer because your life has been a mess. Because really... (laughs) The wilderness sometimes is the best place to learn about the things of God. And you might have been in the wilderness for a while and think you're never going to get out. But don't believe the lie. Yeah, David was, you know, he was in the wilderness. He was the youngest. He took care of the sheep. He spent a lot of time out in the wilderness mm-hmm. uh, with, with the sheep. You think of John the Baptist he was, was in, in the wilderness. wilderness. Uh, the children of Israel were in, in the, the wilderness. wilderness. Jesus, Jesus was, was in, in the, the wilderness. wilderness, tempted of the devil. So... There's that time, but God, in, God is getting us ready. He's Yeah, that's the time of he's, he's it's actually time preparation. Of, uh, it's a time of preparation, yeah. exactly. To I think what part of that is is to undo us. The Bible says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And so many times we come after something or go into something in our own strength or relying on ourselves or our intellect or uh, the favor of those around us or the opinions of others. We don't go into this thing weak knowing that the only way we're going to get out of this thing is through God. And I believe that's humility. I believe that's dependency upon the Lord. And when God is dependent upon, then God comes through. God, you know, is in the preparation. I I know of of a famous basketball coach, tremendous man, that for years and years had national championship teams. And they asked him, I said, what are you going to miss most? Uh, when you're retired now from coaching, he says, I want to miss practices. Mm. He said, I'm not going to miss winning national titles because his team had won 10 national uh, basketball championships in 12 years. His name was John Wooden. He says, I'm going to miss practices because he put such an emphasis on preparation that people were, his team were so well prepared through the practices when the game came the games came. He just he just basically kind of relaxed. He said, you guys know what to do. Go yeah. do it. Well, you know, the, the, the Lord is not relaxing until we're all back home in heaven with him. And when I'm thinking of the Lord of the Breakthrough, you know, we see David this awesome. We see uh, other you know, examples in the Old Testament, New Testament of breakthroughs. But one of the things that we have to connect with the breakthrough is deliverance. The Lord is the God of deliverance. Deliverance from fear, intimidation, uh, and the mental, emotional, spiritual, psychological, physical bondages uh, that that have wrapped us up in slavery. I think slavery to sin and the um, the oppression of others. Here's an example of this in the Old Testament, Second Samuel chapter five, verse six. And the king and his men, that's again referring to David, uh, went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land who spoke to David and said, You shall not come in here, but the blind, and the, lame, the blind and the lame will repel you. David cannot come in here. Now, so here you have right in the middle of the land that God had given his people, 
there was this enemy stronghold. Yeah. And what about you and and me? Maybe right in the middle of our lives, there's it's a, a strong, great stronghold. Oh, yeah. It's in, there's a habit, there's a craving, there's something there a, that yeah. is just you know. Some people call it a besetting sin. The scripture mm-hmm. may refer to it as a besetting sin. But it's right there. It's standing there. It's intimidating. It's mm-hmm. fear. It's controlling you. It's anger. Mm-hmm. It's control. It, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it's it's pain. Whatever. It's silence. Um, maybe a fear to speak up. Fear yeah. of being uh, of, of you know dying. Fear of being rejected. And it's intimidating to us. Mm-hmm. It it makes us feel dirty, unclean. Uh, we're never going to get past this, and that's what the enemy says. You're going to always be this way, mm-hmm. and but it says here uh, in Second Samuel five seven. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is the city of right. David, yeah, which yeah. became Jerusalem, right, the center of the country. And, and, and no wonder it was a stronghold. Okay, no wonder Satan didn't want to let go of that thing because Jeb, the Jebusites held on to the future city, Jerusalem, which is now the most contested city in the world. Yeah. And then David dwelt, it says, then David dwelt in the stronghold and called it the city of David. This is my city. Mm-hmm. And David built all around from the millow and outward. And David went on. So David went on and became great. And the Lord of hosts was with him. So what was the stronghold of the enemy mm-hmm. became the city of David. The center and, and, of power. And these, these, God. these intimidating spirits and strongholds in your life, those are not you. Mm-hmm. When you, you get those out, God gave a breakthrough here mm-hmm. because they went in and, 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 and took it despite the intimidation. Boy, there's there's so much about intimidation. Right. We're intimidated Fear. by circumstances. We're intimidated by other people. We're intimidated by the the strongholds or and habits the, in our lives. Or by the grip of the terrible one. I think in Isaiah we see a lot, uh, 49, 24, where God says he's going to deliver um, uh, his people from the grip of the terrible one. He says um, in verse 24 of um, 49 of Isaiah, he says, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty? Or the captives of the righteous be delivered? He says, But thus says the Lord. You know, So you have this circumstance where the the prey we are the prey and the mighty one is the evil one um the capture were captured held hostage oppressed um in all kinds of strongholds i mean they can be internal they can be external but god but thus says the lord in verse 25 even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible be delivered for i will contend with him who contends with you and i will save your children you will feed those who oppress you. No, sorry. I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh, and they shall be drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine. Now, isn't that an interesting and appropriate eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, uh, law of reciprocity? Those who have eaten and beaten children and oppressed the helpless and, and stolen their lives uh, for gain, for greedy gain, for uh, for their body parts, for all kinds of things, that those people who've done that God says, I am going to feed you your own flesh. You're going to be drunk with your own blood. Um, and this, that I, the Lord, am, that I, the, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Israel. So you will know, 
all flesh will know, he says, that I am the Lord. This is the big, I, I've, this whole thing, that they will know that I am the Lord, that they will know that I am God, that they will know that I am the Lord, the creator, that they will know. This is what God's whole breakthrough process is, is that all flesh will know, all nations will know that he is the Lord. And that is a tremendous breakthrough when people realize, hey, God is the Lord. You remember Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. the king that, you know, just, you know, became crazy, um, had a mental breakdown and for years lived like an animal, mm-hmm. ate grass like a, like a, like an ox. And, and he, he woke up after that time and he realized God is the Lord of all the earth. Yeah. This is a breakthrough. This is like when the this lights is go the on. Revelation. This, is, yeah. this is a yeah. this is a great revelation. Well, and it's it's like interesting. Okay, so it, that that's God's whole. Uh, I don't know what you call his whole passion. I guess is to get us to know that he is the Lord God. And for example, in in very difficult situations where the breakthrough seems impossible, like in the Valley of Dry Bones, where he's telling Ezekiel the prophesy over these dead dry bones, um, he says. They, that they will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, that I will do this, that I am the Lord of the breakthrough. I am the, you will know that I am the Lord. I've opened your graves, my people, and brought you forth up out of your graves. And he, he, he seven times in this section, he talks about, they will, I will put my spirit on them, and they will know that I have performed this, that I am the Lord. Uh, the nations also will see and know that I, the Lord, have sanctified Israel. My sanctuary is in the midst of them forever that I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, that the, and I will be known in the eyes of of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. And he goes on over and over, it just um, so the house of Israel will know that I am the Lord, their God, from that day forward, that they shall know that I am the Lord, their God, who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to their own lands and left none of them captives any longer. So this is God's passion for breakthrough that we will be persuaded that we will be convinced that we will know that he is the Lord God in our lives. And once you know that, once you really, really, really know that you know that God is the God of breakthrough, he's the God of all creation. He's the God that all nations, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is the ultimate final gets the last word on everything. God, then you can rest and relax because you know that not we're going to, not that we're going to, you know, sit back and do nothing, but that we'll rest in God and go forward with that confidence that God is, has, and will prevail against all of this uh, unmentionable, incredibly difficult and wickedness, evil in the world. Yeah. Even, excuse me, even in the most difficult, impossible situations, there's a situation in Second Kings chapter six and Second Kings chapter seven, about where the uh, uh, Syria, the Syrians were again. They were the enemies of God, God's people. They were besieging Samaria, which is the the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel, and it was it was desperate. The city was besieged. There was famine. People were dying. Cannibalism was going on. People were eating their own children. It was just absolutely horrible. And but then the word of the Lord came, and uh, it just the king of Samaria just felt it was just totally everything totally totally hopeless. Uh, and the, but then Elisha the prophet said in Second Kings chapter seven verse one, "Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord: mm-hmm. Tomorrow, about this time, a seah of flour shall be sold for a shekel, and a seah of barley for a shekel." 
at the gate of Samaria. In other words, you're going to have food. You're going to have something to eat. There's going to be plenty of it. And it's not going to cost uh, very much. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. It's like tomorrow. So, so go from where there's n- <clears throat> there's no food. Des- no food. Animals are dying. People are dying. People are eating their own children. Um, and <sighs> and then the, an officer, verse two, says, "Look, if uh, an officer on whose hand the king leaned, this is one of the you know first officers of the of the king, answered the man of God and said, Look." If the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? How how could how could so within twenty four hours yeah. how could this be so reversed? Yeah. And he said, and, suddenly and the, the, he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. In other words, you're going to see it, but actually, that guy got trampled in the he stampede. Got, he got trampled when the people the gates were open and they found out there was food outside the city. He actually got mauled to death, and he never did get to taste any of the food. And God worked through four lepers mm-hmm. that were outside the gate of the city. They were just dying. Foolish to, things, right? The foolish things. And yeah, so the, what they do, things. they said, well... Things that are not to bring why, to not why, things that are... Why do we sit here till we die? He says, if we go into the city, we're going to die. And let's let's go out to the camp of the enemy, of the Syrians. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, mm-hmm. they're either going to kill us or we're gonna, they might give us something to eat. So let's... Desperation. Well, you know, this, this really shows us the, the, the awesomeness of God. He can use things that are not to bring to not things that are. He can use things that are insignificant, things that we would push to the side, people that don't seem to matter uh, in the scheme of things. And he can use those thing, those people, those situations to bring a great deliverance where he gets all the glory. And I think one of the problems is when we get into a long-standing a situation where we're waiting for something for a long, long time, or we've seen injustices like we have recently for a long, long time, long time. Uh, things are being revealed. God said everything's going to be revealed, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like everything's re- sort of getting revealed, but there's we're, we're used to it now. We're used to the the double standards, the hypocrisy, the iniquity, um, the, the hatred of God, really the, really the war against God that's going on. Um, and we don't think that's ever going to change. We think, oh, well, you know, I mean, we're set in a mindset here and a kind of a, a locked, blocked mindset of doubt and unbelief. But these guys, they were that they were there, too. They had been starving. They'd been under siege in their city for a long, long time. They'd run out of food they're, 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 They would get, they'd given up. And I think that point of giving up or, or you know, giving up. So it's not like. Well, giving up and surrendering are not quite the same thing. When you surrender, if you surrender the situation to God, you've really not given up. You've just given it over to him. Given it over. Yeah. Yes. But but when you get, you know, discouraged and upset and mad, and usually our, if you reduce down that discouragement, it, it goes back down to I'm mad at God because God didn't do what he said he was going to do. He didn't come forward as, as he promised. And these lepers, it says they in verse 5 of Second Kings chapter 7, they rose at and they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. What had happened? Mm-hmm. Verse six, first part of verse six. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. And what he they faked them out. They left everything. <laughs> oh, no. They fled. They just totally Ran. abandoned the camp. They didn't take their food. Uh, they didn't take down the tents. Yeah, they, yeah, they just took off. They just literally freaked out in a panic and just ran. Mm-hmm. And these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, verse eight, and they went to one tent and ate and drank, and they carried it from 
They carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. And they came back <laughs> and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. And then they said to one another, we're not doing what's right. This is the day of good news, and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they said, well, we're just stocking, you know, stashing the stuff away for ourselves. But wait a minute, there's a city here that's dying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that needs to know that there's plenty of food out here. And they went and called for the gatekeepers of the city. And they said, we went to the, uh, the Sigurian camp. They said, no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied in tents intact. And the and and the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. So they went out and checked it out, and the word of God was fulfilled. Amen. Amen. It, so it happened, verse 18, just as the man of God had, had said, spoken to mm. the king. Uh, there was plenty of food. Uh, within 24 hours... Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours, there Everything was such had a changed. complete Every, reversal. Yeah. And I know with our present situation worldwide, as God's people are praying, and as, as we just join trust together. Him yeah. and join together, we're, we're seeing, we will see great breakthroughs that mm-hmm. we can't even imagine. Things that can happen so quickly. Evil things can come upon us very, very quickly, and all, we and wonder what happened. And last a long time. And God can give breakthroughs. So we can just, it kind of leaves our head spinning, says, wow, how could this be so quickly? But we know it's God. Well, we also know that this last week we had the National Day of Prayer, which is, I believe that God listens to us as a nation and as individuals. And we may think that God doesn't hear us. God is just, this is all falling on deaf ears. But that is a trick of the enemy. A lot of times when we're really close to victory, Satan will begin to do his psyops on us and try to psych us out and say, oh, this isn't going to work. It's not working. God's not listening. Look, it's getting worse. You just need to give up. Quit standing on faith. Who, you know, God doesn't care about this. And so he begins this whole litany of, of stuff to shut us up, to back us up, to trip us up, you know, and then he'll probably throw in a couple of sleepless nights and he'll probably throw in a big fight with somebody and, or, or, you know, steal some of your money or your, you lose your, your identity, get stolen or your credit cards. He'll, he'll throw something else in there to get, God forbid, um, you, you discouraged, distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and just, but, but the thing is to hold steady, stay to the, stay on the course, stay on the course that God has set you on because he's got a plan. In Luke chapter, excuse me, in Luke chapter 18, uh, Jesus said, he, he spoke a parable to the, with the, with the point in mind that people always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the unjust judge, the widow that comes and says, hey, I got my case. She's got no political clout, but she's persistent. And he says, okay, she's going to just bug me, bug me. I'm going to give mm-hmm. her what she's looking for. And God is not bugged by us. We're his own elect. And even if we cry, we cry out to him day and night. It seems like it's a long time coming. The answer is a long time coming. Mm-hmm. But he says, I tell you what, he says, he shall, God shall avenge us speedily. speedily. Mm-hmm. So th- there can be a quick breakthrough. Long, 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 like the dam, the water building up behind an earthen dam. You know, it build up the pressure, pressure build up over time, maybe years, and then all of a sudden there's a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. The water breaks through, like David said. It's God has broken through my enemies, mm-hmm. like the breaking through 
of water. Yes. In, in Isaiah, again, uh, we see the prophet crying out very, very uh, intensely. He says, awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. This is chapter 50, uh, verse 9. Awake, as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. I think that would be a very good prayer for us now. Aren't you the one, he said, who wounded the serpent and cut Rahab apart? Um, you dried up the sea. He's reminding God of the things he's done, the depths of the sea and made it into a road that the redeemed could cross over. Uh, you rans- so the ransom could return. Um, it switched out all that slavery for 430 years of slavery in Egypt, switched it out in a matter of, you know, a, a short amount of time, 10 plagues, and here we are. But so God, we need to remind God, and God doesn't need to be right, reminded at the same time, that we're aware that he's done these things of old. He's a powerful, uh, intimate God, a father who cares about what's going on down here. And and one of the things I believe that he wants us to break through in is in chapter 50, again, verse 4. The Lord, he says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I know how, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as the learned. For the Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Um, So he's saying, then verse 7, For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I will, I set my face like a flint. I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to cower. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give, you know, let doubt and, and unbelief shoot their fiery darts at me. Um, and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me, who shall contend with me. We shall let us stand together. We're at, actually all going to stand individually before the throne of God's grace and, and, and mercy and judgment. Uh, to come, we called before the Lord God to give an account of our life, every one of us. And at that point in time, um, I don't want to be disgraced. I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to wish I'd done something different. I want to receive the voice, the, t- the tongue of the learned, that I would know how to speak, giving wisdom and encouragement to those who are with us that we need to endure. We are warriors. We're all warriors in this uh, army of God. And we, uh, it's important. There's a, there's a breakthrough of repentance. You yep. think of the story Absolutely. of the prodigal son. He came to himself one day. He's in the pig pen. He's poor. He realized, what am I doing here? I got my, my father's house got plenty of food. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. What am I doing here? What am I? What he am I doing himself, with my life? Realized there was repentance. Yeah. He says, "I'm going to rise, go to my father, and confess my sin to my father." And he goes home, mm-hmm. and the father welcomes him, and there's a great, you know, joy, celebration, all that stuff. But Our that return. was a great breakthrough. And I, well, there are people that we know, maybe children, sons, daughters that need that breakthrough of revelation and realization. What am I doing here? Yeah. I'm wasting my life. That's a very good question we need to speak about because um, the, that is probably the biggest breakthrough of all is when we can come to ourselves. I mean, we can see God's wonderful stories in the, te- in the Old Testament, New Testament, whatever. But when there is a transformation, when there is a conversion, when there is a true humbling of ourselves, a new coming, a, a real coming to ourselves, we kind of, we wake up, we're, we're, we're no longer stuck or struck or shocked or, or dazed or, or whatever, confused or mulling around in this, this place down here called earth. But we actually see what's really going on, the big picture, the spiritual war, God in heaven, Satan and his fallen angels in the second heaven, the demons crawling all around on earth to destroy the work, the creation of God, including his people. 
um, then we wake up. Now we have a purpose. Now we have a, a way to, uh, to, to, to live because it doesn't, you know, then we're dead because we're, doesn't, we're not living for down here. We're living for eternity. We're living for what's coming. We're looking for the return of our king who is coming soon, coming back. In Acts chapter 4, there's, there, you know, the people of God were threatened, intimidated, and, and that's, there are people facing that. People of God are facing that all over the world now. Yeah. Threats and intimidations from governments, from media, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, don't preach the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know, just don't you can meet do in everything your church. But that. You can do everything but that. Yeah. When they, they were intimidated, they, they were, there was, there was intimidation, but the, that came at them. Don't you dare preach Jesus. There was intimidation that came against them, but the people of God in Acts chapter 4 and 5 were not intimidated. Right, because they had they seen went, Jesus. They had been with Jesus. They knew who he was. They, they saw the resurrection. Right. They were convinced. Yeah, they went to prayer, mm-hmm. and they said, God, you're Lord. You see that? You mm-hmm. see the people that are coming against us. You see mm-hmm. this coming against you, coming against us. Lord, you know, release your power. Stretch Present, forth yeah. your hand to heal. Uh, that signs and wonders will be named, done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. There's miracles. Release your power. Release your grace. Release your truth. That's what they were praying. They weren't just backing down, hiding out, you know, cowering. Yeah, and they weren't just going through the motions of prayer, either making some, you know, we're going to fill up an hour and pray for an hour. No, they were intense. They were, you know, on their faces. They were making their arguments before God. And they said, when, when the Acts chapter 431, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Mm-hmm. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So there was a great breakthrough. The power of God, I mean, the, literally the building they were in was shaken. And they were shaken. And uh, they they spoke the word of God with, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke the word of God with boldness. And we have to remember, too, that the all this is because of the greatest breakthrough ever is when the 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 mm-hmm. Son of God, the yeah. eternal Word, became flesh, dwelt broke among us, the went through the step. cross, mm-hmm. broke through, destroyed the pow- him that had power of death, that is to say the devil, uh, broke through, went to the cross, purchased our redemption, ro- broke through the power of death, mm-hmm. and was raised from the dead and, and uh, is well, now at the that, right hand of the Father. Not only that, but he, he broke through in bringing us to that place of reconciliation with God because we had been alienated through sin in in Romans chapter 5 he says but God demonstrated demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us um he reconciled us he uh brought us back into the fullness going on much more than having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from from wrath through him for if when we were sinners we were enemies we were uh, reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall now be saved by his life. And God wants us to, you know, he He wants breakthroughs mm-hmm. in us. Uh, Jesus pro- has provided breakthroughs for us and in us that we might be agents of oh, breakthrough in change. the lives mm-hmm. of others. Yes. I think of, uh, uh, Marjorie, I think of uh, Roger Bannister, who was a, a runner uh, from England back in the day, and he uh, he was very dedicated, and at that time there was a belief 
that no man, no human being could run a mile in four minutes because the the structure of the human body. I mean, you could be fast, but there's no way you could just do that. But he trained and he trained and he developed a certain rhythm and motion in his running. And what he did is he actually broke through what what's, what people said was impossible. Mm, he he did. did run the four-minute mile. And initially, I think it was like four minutes and one or two seconds or something like that. And it was interesting. His breakthrough inspired others and helped enable others, right, to, to do the breakthroughs Yeah, themselves. they began to believe it could so be done. So what happened mm-hmm. now, there's many runners, I mean, that, you have, might, yeah. that have broken the four-minute mile and you since might be, that yeah, time. And you might be the inspiration that's breaking through a very difficult situation that's going to be an inspiration for many people to break. See, once there's a breakthrough, once there's a breach in the wall, once there's a, a, a give, once there's a, a, an opening, then many can go through that. And someone has to break through. It's like breaking a, uh, through a, a, a wall. You, you take the sledgehammers and you hit and you hit and break and crack. and You knock it open and then you can go and through and others, others, uh, yeah. others can go through So as you're well. making a way and God made a way through Jesus Christ um, to bring us to the place of hope, to, t- to deliver us from disappointment. And, you know, the thing is, um, it, God does not want us to become discouraged. Jesus overcame uh, because he was able to endure uh, the 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 shame and the discouragement endured it and be, kept on believing God the Father, and it came to pass. And even in due time, it says, when we were yet um, not to be disappointed, but God poured out His Spirit in our hearts, uh, and in due time He sent the Holy Spirit. He sent Jesus, both of them. And so the time, the timing is God's, and we in the meantime know that it's perfect. His timing is perfect. Everything God does, does is perfect. How long it takes him is perfect. What he does in the meantime with us is all perfect, and it's all uh, purposeful. It's not random, scattered, and he's never um, unaware. He's never forgets. He is not turned away and forgot about you. He sees you right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for those that are listening right now. Yes, Lord. That you have made the greatest breakthrough ever through sin and death and the powers of hell. And Lord, and and thank you, Jesus, that you have made it possible for those, all of us that are listening, that are here today, to have great breakthroughs for your glory. And there are people here that need uh, breakthroughs. There are strongholds in their lives. Lord, we pray that that the strongholds, these intimidating strongholds, these habits, these bondages, these thoughts, these, these fears, relationships, relationships, that these these intimidating strongholds will be pulled down yes. now, and that they'll in be set Jesus' free. name, set people free from mindsets, set people free here, mm-hmm. Father, from the opinions of others, and from then, yes, and then there are others, Lord, that are in a desperate economic situation, yes, Lord, like um, the people you know in Samaria where there was just. There might not be total famine and cannibalism going on, but there's there's a there's a great need. And Father, I pray that you bring for your people that are crying out to you that don't have sufficient, Lord, break through with your provision financially, mm-hmm. economically, uh, for them, Father God. Whether it's a job or income or provision or something that needs to be repaired 
there's something that they, a physical thing that they need, provide that for them, Father. Yes, Father, and those who are sick and uh, recovering from various illnesses or uh, not recovering, uh, caught in a very death trap, a health issue. Uh, Lord God, we also pray for that break, those breakthroughs now, that you would, in your wonderful, gracious goodness and generosity, you would bestow miracles, deliverances, healings upon your people, upon their hearts, their minds, their physical bodies, that even though they've been a long time, like the man at the pool of Bethesda, 38 years in this condition, that you can still heal them and that you are faithful. So we ask that you would heal these people, bring in the great revelation of Jesus Christ, and make it um, just shocking, just an awesome testimony to your faithfulness, Lord and We God. pray that there be breakthroughs of revelation and repentance in those that are prodigals, children, family members, friends, co-workers that are in away this nation. from you. They, they, they mm-hmm. seem to be so resistant and yes, away God. from you yeah. and just wasting their lives, Father. We pray that there would be breakthroughs like the prodigal son that came to himself. It was like he came to a realization, what am I doing here? I'm going to go to Father. I'm going to come to God. I'm not going to waste my life anymore in the pig pen. That's it. That's yeah. it. So we, we're believing for those breakthroughs as well. And then there, for those that are, are are serving you, want to be a witness to you, but there's intimidation from the workplace, intimidation uh-huh. from the threats, from relatives, from judges, from yep. uh, you know governors. Oh, God. Lord, I pray that they would stand strong and be courageous. Yes, and for that, this, that you yes. give boldness, that you give wisdom. That for this nation, you'd give us boldness to stand up for righteousness and truth, Lord God. No longer to be silent. That you'd give uh, strength to our voice, and that we would not speak out in any kind of um, uh, judgment or bitterness, but we'd speak the truth in love, and that this we would come together in the truth, the freedom and truth of unity in Jesus Christ and the true gospel of Jesus Christ, that you'd wake people up, wake them up, because the time, uh, the night is soon over and the day is upon us. So we don't want to be caught unprepared, Lord God. So please stir up our hearts, stir up this nation, stir up those listening. And as you do make these breakthroughs in our lives, Lord, work through us to bring breakthroughs into the lives of others. Yes, Lord. Breakthroughs of all kinds. Breakthroughs of healing In encouragement, Jesus' name, oh, hallelujah. Provision. And praise. Breakthroughs yeah. of praise. Lord, we give you praise for this now. We just stand back, watch you work, and give you praise. In, In Jesus', Jesus name. name, amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.